Welcome to Aging Disgracefully, a weekly odd cast of monologues, seriously funny and sometimes raunchy. I'm Carolyn Meyer, and have I got a story for you. Stay with me for episode number two, Continuing Sex Education. Education is a lifelong process, and some subjects are easier to master than others. I've been trying for years to learn French, and I'd be so much further along if I'd begun learning French when I was a little kid, which was when I first began learning about sex. Sex and language, the earlier you start, the easier it is to learn, and the more fluent you become. And you just keep adding to your vocabulary. I'm five years old when my mother gives me a nickel and I begin taking the bus alone into town to visit my grandmother. I wait for the bus on the corner near the house where there's a telephone pole with black letters painted on a bright yellow background. B-U-S-S-T-O-P. Those are my first reading words. Bus and stop. But carved into the wood above those words is another word. F-U-C-K. My third reading word is fuck. I don't know what it means, and my mother pretends she doesn't hear me when I ask. The lady next door is getting a big tummy. Her husband is a doctor. One day she goes to the hospital where he works, and a week later she comes home with a baby, and her big tummy is gone. I conclude that she's got some kind of shot at the hospital, and They gave her the baby. I don't know where the tummy disappeared to, though. I tell my friend Charles about getting a shot, and Charles laughs and says, Ha! That ain't what happens. A man lays down on top of a lady and fucks her. Here's that word again. And Charles wants to lie down on top of me and show me how it's done. But Charles has bad breath, and I don't want him on top of me. I stick with my original idea, baby by injection. As I get a little older, I catch on that maybe my theory is wrong, but I still don't have an explanation that makes sense to me. In seventh grade, our cooking teacher, a gray-haired lady with dandruff on her navy blue shoulders, takes the seventh grade girls out of the kitchen and into a classroom, and she shows us a poster with an illustration of the female sex organs and another far more interesting poster with the male sex organs. The cooking teacher describes the function of each set of organs, but not a word about their possible interaction. It's, it's like a recipe with a list of ingredients and no instructions on in how to cook them. When class is over, I swap misinformation with my friends. They are not much better informed than I am. It's all a great mystery. My mother is no help whatsoever. When I ask her questions, her explanation is simple. You'll find out everything you need to know when you're married. By that reasoning, I'll probably be pretty hungry, but I still won't know how to cook. My mother doesn't want to hear about it. Her advice is simple and to the point. 
don't do it. At the age of 12, it's my job to put away the laundry. My father's rolled up socks go in the top drawer of his dresser. In the back of the drawer, I find a box labeled Trojans. Curious, I investigate. And I unfold a white rubber object, something like a balloon with blue printing on it, to be used only for the prevention of disease. Disease? What disease would my father want to prevent? What's this Trojan thing for? So I tell my friend Joyce Ann about my discovery. It's a rubber, she says knowingly. Joyce Ann always acts as though she knows everything, and since she has two older brothers, maybe she does. He puts it on his thing before he puts his thing into her thing. I conclude that his thing must be one of the parts hanging limply next to the little bag on the cooking teacher's mail poster. Like me, Joyce Ann's an A student, but we have a limited sexual vocabulary in spite of the cooking teacher's lecture and the posters. I do get that this rubber has something to do with the great mystery. I asked Joyce Ann, does this mean they're doing it? She shrugs. I guess so. But what disease is he afraid of getting? Joyce Ann looks at me with pity. It's called a baby. Every week on sock day, I check my dad's Trojan supply and count them to see if they're all there. Finally, one is missing. My parents must have done it, whatever it is. Oh, well, I guess there won't be a baby. By the time I'm in senior high, I have a better grasp of the fundamentals of sex, if not the actual practice. In my junior year, I take French. My friend Joyce Ann and I practice such lines as, voulez-vous vous coucher avec moi? Which translates loosely and ungrammatically as, do you wish to go to bed with me? We are assuming that coucher Go to bed is French for have sex. It isn't. It just means go to bed. It's also the plural formal form of the verb, not the form you'd use if you were inviting someone to have sex with you. No self-respecting Frenchman would ever say such a thing. There's something else French that I don't understand. French kissing. Once again, Joyce Ann explains it. He sticks his tongue in your mouth, or you stick your tongue in his mouth. Really? I'm aghast. Why would anybody want to do that? I don't know, Joyce Ann says. Maybe we should take Spanish instead. Decades later, when I first sign up for online dating, it occurs to me that I'd be wise to lay in a supply of condoms, just in case. No worries about getting a baby, but how embarrassing it would be to have to tell my doctor that I've got an STD. On the other hand, though, she might be impressed. When I ask the clerk at Walgreens where to find the condom, she gives me a look that says, You buying them for your grandson? She rolls her eyes.
family planning, aisle three. I want to say, I'm not planning a family. I'm planning to get laid. It's been more than 70 years since I found my father's stash of Trojans, and I discover that it's still mostly Trojan country at Walgreens. There are six shelves of them in at least a dozen varieties. Studded, ribbed, and grooved, fire and ice, bearskin ecstasy, pure ecstasy, double ecstasy, ultra ecstasy. More ecstasy than I'd know what to do with. One night I'm sitting in a theater, waiting for the play to begin, reading the playbill with notes about the actors, and I notice an ad for a shop called Self-Serve a sexuality resource center. There's a list of classes being offered. One is called Mastering the BJ. I've never heard of a BJ. So I turn to the woman sitting next to me, a total stranger, and ask innocently, what's a BJ? Blowjob, says my neighbor. As I've said, sex is a lifelong learning experience, and I have learned a few things since that seventh grade class with the cooking teacher and my useless conversations with my mother, and today I do know what a blowjob is. I'm not completely out of touch. I always thought that fellatio sounds like an excellent name for a character in a play by Shakespeare. I can just picture some dude in balloon-shaped pants proclaiming, Felicio, thou art indeed a mouthful. But I wonder what that class would be like. I visit the website of the Sexuality Resource Center and rent a series of videos. I learn all sorts of interesting things about controlling the gag reflex and the art of deep-throating. I've acquired, theoretically at least, a whole new skill set. Now I'm ready to take an actual class at the shop, and I'm intrigued by one called How to Please a Penis. It isn't so much that I need to learn how to please a penis, but how do I find a penis to please? Taking a course like this is like taking skiing lessons when it hasn't snowed in months and months. Nevertheless, I sign up for the class. I learn about the frenulum, a new word to be added to my vocabulary, one that might show up in the New York Times Sunday crossword puzzle. I learn to play properly with the balls. Rule number one, don't bang them together. When I was a kid, I was no good with softballs, baseballs, golf balls. But now I have the chops to handle this kind Self-service like Toys R Us for horny grown-ups. And after the class, I explore an array of appliances. A cock ring that has to be explained to me. A fancy glass art object that turns out to be a butt plug. I decide not to ask for an explanation for that one. I find lubes in a variety of flavors. I prefer chocolate, but the best they can do is coconut. And vibrators in different shapes, sizes, and colors. It's like picking a puppy at the dog pound. I adopt a purple one. Now, a vibrator gives a nice ride, but I'd like a little conversation with the stimulation. 
you know, a vibrator that talks. Maybe one that says, Baby, you really turned me on. When you actually turn it on. Or one that can be programmed to call me by my name, not baby. Maybe one that speaks French. Ma chère, j'aime votre remue de framboise. My dear, I love your raspberry swirl. My mother would be appalled, and so would my French teacher. You can read this and other stories on my blog at funnycarolyn.com, but do come back next week for episode number three, The Curse of the Only Child. And be sure to subscribe. I'm Carolyn Meyer, and I'm aging disgracefully. Thank you.